What's up, everybody, and welcome back. I made a discovery that I want to share with everybody. I hadn't realized that I've been doing this, but now that I realize it, I feel like I have cracked the code and I'm ready to share it with everyone. And it's going to be great. It's going to change your life if you apply it. I was thinking of all the progress I made, low progress, high progress, exponential progress. And I realized there's one thing in common uh, between all those instances. And that is, is that I followed a framework or a system for achieving those results. Here's a fairly obvious example. I wanted to start working out. First thing I did was work out with a friend for a couple months to get my feet wet. I don't know what the right term for that is. But I got used to working out with him. And then I was like, I want to go to the next level. Okay, I bought a program. <laughs> and I've been on that program for almost three years now. And I've had amazing results. I feel great. I've never looked better, never felt better. That workout program is a framework or an example of a framework. A framework is basically just a system that is step-by-step step to get you to a result. Every book that I read now has a framework in it. It's supposed to give me a certain result, and it's supposed to work for anybody. You plug yourself into the framework, and you work the framework, and it works for you. And there are frameworks for literally everything. There are frameworks on how to speak, how to sell, how to grow your business, how to write copy. Everything that you can think of has a framework, and what I've been doing recently and why I've been having more success in pretty much everything that I do is finding frameworks that already work, that already have thousands of people that have done them, and doing them myself. For example, I'm starting a business soon. It's going to help entrepreneurs to raise their level of self-esteem so they can accomplish more and set their families free and also give them more clarity so they can retain the self-esteem that I, that I help foster in them. It's an ambitious uh, goal to have. And what I wanted to do, what I decided to do, is to get some coaching. Get some coaching for somebody who's done, helped thousands of people, thousands of people become successful. As long as I work the system, it will work for me. There are two very important frameworks that I would think everyone should have. The first one is a moral framework. You need to have a confident sense of what is right, what is wrong, what is moral, what is immoral, what is ethical. What is unethical? It helps narrow down the playing field. And what I notice is that most progress is made from deduction. When you have a moral framework, you automatically chop off all decisions that are immoral, unethical, and unworthy of attention. And you also get to feel better because you're not engaging in those activities or encouraging thoughts that lead to those activities or giving in to those activities because you're not sure what is right and wrong and experiencing the negative effects of that. And the other important framework that everyone needs to have is a self-esteem framework. You need a step-by-step -step guide on how to build and sustain your self-esteem. The sustaining part is done by your moral framework, and the growth portion of the framework is should be designed to make you feel more and more worthy of your goals and your purposes and your ability to handle the challenges that come up along the way. I want to give an example of how your self-esteem system or framework and your moral framework Keep you safe, keep you happy, keep you moral, and keep you growing. Let's start with a, a very dumb example, and then we'll escalate into a more serious example. All right, for the first example, let's say you're walking down the street, and I see you, and I run up to you, and I'm like, hey, Jeff, you've been walking wrong your whole life. You know you're supposed to be walking on your hands, right? 
And Jeff look at, looks at me. He's like, what the f- is this guy on? <laughs> and I'm like, no, seriously, dude, you're walking wrong. You're supposed to walk on your hands. And I lay out the case. I show him all the scientific studies that I made up, all the math that I made up, all the reasoning that I made up. But Jeff isn't buying it because he's 1,000% sure that you're supposed to walk on your feet. And that's the way that humans are designed to be. And he doesn't even think about questioning his uh, walking abilities. Jeff has a normal self-esteem. And he believes in his mind and his reasoning ability. Enough to know that walking on his feet is the best option. Now, walking on our feet isn't a moral issue. But let's pretend that it was for a second. I come up to Jeff. He's not convinced by my reasoning and my scientific studies and my arguments. He's confident in his own mind and reasoning ability that walking on the feet is the right thing to do. Let's imagine that Jeff's self-esteem was in the gutter, like all the way in the gutter, stuck in the gutter, can't get out. His roof is flooding because the gutters don't drain or whatever. <laughs> and his self-esteem is so freaking low that he actually believes me. That's where moral clarity comes in, which again, this isn't a moral issue, but the moral clarity is supposed to guard against attacks on your self-esteem. All right, let's do a more serious example. I'm going to introduce another character called, uh, let's call him Carl. Carl sees Jeff. He goes up to Jeff and he's like, Jeff, do you want to have um, intimate relations with children? It's awesome, man. It's perfectly moral. It's perfectly just. Here are the reasonings. Here's my scientific data. You see that the scientific community agrees that minor attractive persons are not dangerous. They just have a preference that is not traditional. Now, we see this is a very, very serious situation. Let's pretend that Jeff is a high self-esteem person. He believes in his mind, his reasoning ability, and comes to the conclusion, the rational, logical conclusion, that it is wrong to do that type of stuff. Jeff gives the basic arguments back to Carl. He says to him, children aren't able to consent to that type of intimacy that is destructive to their mental and psychological well-being. And that it's immoral because it's an activity that is supposed to occur between adults only. That was an example of both high self-esteem and moral clarity. Now let's pretend Jeff has a low or below average uh, self-esteem. Carl comes up to him, makes the same arguments, shows him the same data and all that crap. And Jeff is kind of shook this time because he thinks he knows what's right. He's not absolutely sure he can go either way because he doesn't have... Uh, belief in his ability to use his reasoning mind to determine that that activity would be wrong or right. Jeff's self-esteem is low enough that he cannot achieve moral clarity. This means that he is subject to manipulation by Carl and everybody else on the street that comes up to him. And maybe he accepts Carl's uh, case or he doesn't. I'm not sure if you're aware. I'm very aware that people, there are a lot of Carls out there making this case these days and people are falling for it and it's disgusting and it's disturbing and another reason why I do not want my children in public school or private school or around adults in general that I do not know or trust or who work for the government I think there are only four real possibilities of why someone would accept Carl's arguments the first is that they lack um, they lack self-esteem they lack moral clarity they're low IQ and very dumb or they're just flat out evil. Either way, 
It's important for you to work on your self-esteem so you can achieve moral clarity that helps you protect your level of self-esteem so it does not become subject to manipulation by people who are like Carl. I hope you got something out of this. That's all I really have to say for now, and I'll see you next time.